You have arrived at your destination. Hey Jay, if you had a power ring, what would what would it be? It would be the power of flight. Oh, flight. Okay, yeah. All right. The correct answer is teleportation, because then it's way faster than flight. <laughs> you can definitely do that. In this completely serious question, you are in fact incorrect as always. Of course. Uh, but that's what we're talking about this week. We're talking about Kid Cosmic this week on Animation Destination. Hey everybody, welcome to Animation Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones, and I am here with Jay Rice. Hey everyone. And we are talking about Kid Cosmic, Craig McCracken's yes. Kid Cosmic on Netflix. Um, I was trying to get people to watch this show. Uh, you're the only one that did. You're the only, <laughs> smart, you're the only smart one that did. Uh, for some reason, because uh, like, you know, like, me and John and Mitch were typically the Netflix guys. We yeah. always do the Netflix series, but... Neither of them watched the show. Why not? I don't know. That's I, sad. I think they. I think they're worse off for it than I am. They are really missing out. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun, and I think they should still watch it, even after this episode. In fact, guys, if you've turned on this episode, go watch K Cosmic and come back and watch it. Because so, I don't know why you listen to this podcast about it if you haven't watched K Cosmic. Only. We may have some spoilers ahead of us, too. Exactly. We will definitely, absolutely have spoilers about the show ahead of where we're talking. And that is where we will get back into uh, uh, our animation recommendation of the week, which is, I didn't think about this before I even turned (laughs) on the episode, so uh, I'm going to say Invincible, because I haven't talked about that yet. That's a good show. Yes, we were talking about Invincible earlier. Uh, So Invincible uh, by Robert Kirkman. Yes. A uh, little known comic book writer that invented something called The Walking Dead. Yeah, some, I've heard of it. Some national phenomenon that actually, you know, outranked football on Sunday <laughs> nights. Anyway, uh, he invented that uh, comic book, uh, which is one of the biggest indie comics of all time. Oh, yes. As, as you know. Um, and he did this, which is a standard superhero, kid superhero comic. It is a comic. It's very much a uh, deconstruction and celebration of superhero comics. Yes, very much so. It, it, uh, it, it, it takes that concept like, oh, kid superhero, Spider-Man, Superman type yeah. thing, twists it on its head, uh, gets way more brutal, way more real in a lot of ways. But I, there, there's a lot of fun to it. Yes, there's too. a lot of fun, a lot of heart to it as well. Um, and there, there's positive aspects. It's not all just... Grim and dark, like oh, like yeah. as as like uh, the boys, yeah, like the boys or Walking Dead that he also did, you know. Yeah. So it obviously isn't just that, but um, you know, it's not it's not super happy fun times either. So you know, uh, it rides that fine line. Yes, it rides that fine line. But uh, I went into this show cold, never read the comic. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, I know, and uh, I'm happy I did because <laughs> uh, there's some there's some turns that this thing takes. Uh, it, it's pretty brutal, so. Um, you know, they, not for kids. Not for chi- not for children. It is an it is an R rating. They give it an R rating on the on the Amazons. Oh yes. Um, do not. It is on Amazon Video. For those that don't know, 
Uh, if you don't have Amazon Video, there's no possible way you could possibly find it anywhere else nope. uh, that I could possibly tell you about. Um, so uh, go get Amazon Video if you want to watch this. Um, but yeah, uh, what I show's really good. I, I, I went in cold. I recommend if you haven't read Invincible, go in. Uh, Jay has read the comic. I have. Uh, most of it's a, it's a good comic. I like yeah. it. The pacing's a little different because obviously, whenever there's a translation between comic and show, they right. have to do that. Right. But I will say it is very refreshing for a uh, because the comic is completely linear, mm-hmm. and everything that happens in the comic happens like right very cohesively. Right. Uh, so it's refreshing to have a cartoon that is. Attempting to adopt the comics timeline as accurately as possible, right? Yeah. Which uh, doesn't very doesn't happen very often, especially with right. superhero mediums. They like right. to kind of do their own thing, yeah, which works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. But when you need to tell a cohesive story, right, it's it it has to work that way, right? Exactly. And uh, I've I've known like I've talked to a few people that have read the comics, a few things that are different, mm-hmm. uh, a few like interesting twists on what's going on, which yeah. uh, which I really enjoy. Um, I think the Dark Blood character, like he's not even in the comic as much as I know. No. Like yeah. He has so, so like that whole a aspect. handful of Yeah. So things. so like that whole like aspect of the investigation and stuff like that. Like Which right? what they've changed, yeah. I'm yeah. okay with. Right? Yeah. It looks good. They've yeah. expand they they've only ever expanded on the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's interesting. Got a lot of fun characters. It's uh you know, they again it starts off very much like uh you know, very much like I'm not gonna spoil anything about the show, but Starts off very much like a regular comic book kind of mm-hmm. deal. You got your Justice League, the Glo- Guardians of the Globe. You got Omni Man, who's your Superman, and then you got his kid, which is uh, in the main character Mark, uh, who turns you know who becomes invincible. Who becomes invincible? He gets his powers from his dad. Yeah. Uh, he and you know starts off as this show about you know his dad is. You know, played by J.K. Simmons, one of the greatest actors Fantastic of all time. Fantastic role. One of the greatest actors of all time. Uh, you know, he's he's there, um, and he, you know, he, he he's teaching his kid how to how to fly and how to how to punch and how to like be. You know, if you want to be a superhero, this is what you got to do. And you know, and then twists and turns happen throughout mm-hmm. the first episode and and throughout the rest of the episode. There's, I, I think, every end part has like a stinger, like dun dun, like yes. this thing's happening now. Like, oh, okay. So, you know... And it, the fun thing about that, because they do that a lot in the comics, too. Yeah. But uh, a lot of characters don't come back. Right. So it's left in ambiguity, mm. and I love that. Yeah, Because yeah. it they leaves just, a lot of room for the audience to enjoy. Yeah, they just leave them out of the story, and they just yeah. don't... Okay. Occasionally they bring them back, though. Interesting. It's like, there's a handful of characters that yeah. you fall in love with as soon as they right. appear. and Yeah. And with the, advent of the sh- with the advent of the show, and... The fact that they like to experiment with like things going on because things don't work the same way. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, I I watch a few like reaction uh, channels and stuff uh, here and here and there, and like I know one guy mentions like the big fight in Machine Head's office, like yeah, plays pretty similarly, mm-hmm. but the people who get like, like waxed. Are like way different from the people that get in the comics. Oh so, yeah. So that's what he says, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, so like he when he was watching that scene, he was like, oh my god, like he didn't <laughs> know that that was going to happen because that's not what happened in the comic. He, like, because it's funny because like was... you can see the anticipation on his face because his friend, it's it's like our situation. Like mm-hmm. he's 
he his friend's never seen it, so he's just like blown away by everything. But you'll see like his reactions about stuff happening. Yep. Like when a character shows up, he's like kind of smiling. But then when something changes, he's like, "Oh God!" Like he's <laughs> like, "Oh no, that's not. Oh no, that's not it." So Ooh, that's a good scene. Too. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a really good scene. Yeah. So and that's like that again is like touches on that uh, that realism. Mm-hmm. Like hits. It's like here's this big supervillain superhero fight and like. And things go really wrong. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, it's not like, oh, triumphant, blah, blah, blah. Which it's been done in comics before, but, like, this is, like, really, like... Yeah. Like you said, a deconstruction of it. Very much in that Evangelion, like, mm-hmm. it's painful to pilot these mechs. That's the, you know, that's the shtick that yeah. they have, so... You know, and so it's it's a brutal thing being a superhero. And that's, it is. And I, I like that a lot. I yeah. thought it, I thought it was really cool. So, Invincible's great. Uh, they've got six episodes out right now. Uh, it's been on for about four weeks because yep. every them. Friday, yeah, every Friday has been on for four weeks. There'll be eight episodes in season one, and then oh, okay. And uh, I think they've already they've already begun production, or they've already done like season two. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's taken off like crazy. Yeah, people are loving it. Uh, it's getting a lot of uh, a lot of news, a lot of a lot of fan. Uh, a lot of fan news going around. People who haven't experienced it. I think the comic has jumped up in in a, in a price and sales. I hope so. So you know, people are going back and watching. So. It deserves the attention. Absolutely. Uh, and I might even pick up the comic after a while. I don't know. I'm kind of loving watching the show though. So yeah, maybe I'll just wait for the show to be done and then I'll read it. You know. So. Oh, but, it's gonna yeah. be a bit. But but yeah, it's gonna be a while because <laughs> if, if it goes on, they could they have you know you could go you go five eight seasons on this sucker. Oh, so, absolutely. You know, it's like. And if it's only eight episodes, you can go like ten because it's not a whole lot. But yeah, I guess you can condense things or end it at a certain point. I don't know. So how long did the comic? How long did the comic go? Is for a still, while, yeah. It's not going. Any, I don't. Think I don't it's think. I think it's going anymore. But it went on gone. for like a decade or yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a it was a long running one. I remember it always being there and always being like that one. People would talk about it like all mm-hmm. the time. It's like oh, it was. Con- it's exciting. consistently good. Yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't know it was Robert Kirkman for like the longest time. Yeah. Like it was like a couple years ago that I learned that Invincible was Robert. I think it was when they announced the cartoon and the, mm. and the movie. So when they said like, oh, Invincible gets adaptation from Walking Dead creator. I'm like, oh, I forgot it was, it was Kirk- turning into a movie too. Yeah, I got the it got the green light for that too. So which I I feel like the the animation will probably take the punch out of that a little yeah, bit. Because, like again, there's twists that happen. You, you can, know. You can explore so. a lot more in the series than yeah. you can with a movie. Agreed. Yeah, but yeah, if you do the first movie well, you know, yeah, it's like if you, if you do it well. But I mean, I feel like you have to do like the main story plot first, and that might diminish it a bit. I feel like yeah. maybe I don't know. So anyway, uh, but that's Invincible. Go watch it on Amazon. It's a good time. Uh, don't let your kids watch it. <laughs> it's no, not, it's not a good idea. Not a good idea to have your kids watch it at all. And that's gonna do it for our animation recommendation moving into tune news uh infinity infinity train book four yes. is out on hbo max we will be doing an episode of that oh yes no it's already out mm-hmm. came Wonderful. out this week this past week came out uh so i believe it was the 12th that came out so mm-hmm. yeah or not 12th it was uh whatever the uh thursday was 15th that's it uh, on the 15th, uh, on HBO Max, all 10 episodes, oh. all at once. Oh my goodness. So, um, this has been a debate amongst many news people uh, in the animation industry. There is speculation this is the final season. Uh-huh. Um, Last season could have been the final season. Exactly. Now, there's speculation this is the final season. Uh the episodes do not indicate that at all, obviously. Well, I'm, you know, there's, there's not a finality to this, obviously, uh, to these episodes. But the thing is, like, that was speculated by one of the board artists, I believe. She put out a tweet mm-hmm. that said, 
I worked on the show. Here's one of the final things from this season that I worked on. Uh, and then, like, she, she didn't say, like, oh, it was canceled. It's like, shame I can't be working on this more. Something like that. Something to that degree. Okay. To which everyone said, it's been canceled. This will be the final season of, of Infinity Train. Like, because production mm. stopped. I think, yeah. Too bad production stopped. I think that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, it's like, this will be the final season of, of Infinity Train. Blah, blah, blah. Like, uh. everyone took that and ran with it. Like, everybody's, oh, that, that tweet. That I tweet can, has since been deleted? I can't blame them for getting derailed. Right. <laughs> Bump, leave. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're wrapping up. That's it. We're done. We're, we're leaving. <laughs> no. Um, so... Uh, so I like so that's the thing. Like everybody's kind of like jumped on this and said that this is the final season. Yeah. There's been no announcement that this is the final season. And in fact, a very reputable uh, news outlet for animation—I forget the name of them—reached uh, out to Nickelodeon, uh, reached out to Cartoon Network, and was like, "Hey, this canceled." And they said, "No." Like, <laughs> so <laughs> like, I guess not. That said, I don't know if that's true or not because sometimes. Cartoon Network will say something's not canceled when it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Disney will do that too. That's, yeah. Um, and then it will kind of have to be revealed by somebody who's on the production that's like, oh yeah, we're done with that. Like, because that happened with DuckTales. Like, DuckTales was oh. like, like, oh, a new season of DuckTales. People were speculating, no, what's season four of DuckTales going to happen? And then one of like the people who worked on it was like, there is no season four. They ended in season three. They just haven't aired them yet. And they, <laughs> it's like, and it's like, and Disney was like, no, it's not canceled. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, there's another half of a season coming out. Yeah, but it's not continuing past the production that you had, which I, whatever. Like it's, it's just like a, like when you cancel something, like it's obviously not coming out anymore. So they said it's not canceled, but the production's not in you know going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just means it hasn't been greenlit for more production yet. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, my point is, if you have HBO Max, go watch it, and then it won't be canceled. <laughs> it's like, that's just how it works. So, you know, if you have HBO Max, go watch the show, and, you know, it won't it's be canceled. It's weird because it has such a cult following. It does. And that's not always the best way to, yeah. like, keep a show going. Exactly. Uh, it, it can sometimes bring it back. Uh, but it just needs that mainstream appeal, you know? Like, uh, Young Justice got brought back because it had a cult following that initiated a thing. Like, hey, you guys should watch this. When it came on Netflix, a yep. lot of people, normal people who'd never seen it before, because it was on a garbage time slot on Cartoon Network. Yep. Not <laughs> like, better so, about that at all. Uh, no, not at all. And then, you know, like, not only garbage time slot, changing time slot. You know, they did the same thing to Thundercats 2011. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it it's like... Just like when you have something consistently in the in the frame of people of normal people mm-hmm. that they can watch it and go, oh, that was pretty good, and thus Young Justice got greenlit and brought back. So again, that's from cancellation to being brought back. This isn't even canceled yet. So if you go watch all the episodes or watch season four, yeah. we'll get more because you know <laughs> there, there's there's lots to talk about on that show. I can't talk about it now because Jay hasn't watched it yet, but. Uh, very interesting season, uh, and go watch that show because it's not canceled yet. <laughs> it will be if you say it's canceled and then don't watch it because I don't want to get my hopes up when something's not coming back. Like, well, then watch it. <laughs> anyway, it's a uh, just go enjoy it, have yes. a good time, get some therapy. Yeah, and if it and if it gets canceled, it sucks because there's plenty of unanswered questions. Yes, um, and you know, I would love to see like a big finale where. Like all the passengers come back and you do a whole thing, right? 
It'd be great. It'd be awesome. Like, uh, Wait, what do you mean, come back? They like, can't come back. well, I mean, like, it's, it's a show. You can like say something happens, and they have to, you know, do an Avengers Infinity War thing. Oh, <laughs> it's God. like, you know, come on, it'd be great. Or so it leaks over into the real world. You know, like all the passengers are experiencing something. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be yeah. great. There's any number of things you could. It's a fantasy world. You can come up with stuff. A dragon shows up. You don't know. <laughs> you know, dragons. That's a thing. Anyway. Hannah Barbera's back. Did you hear about that, Jay? You what? did because I told I did. you. Just I did just a second ago. I, I did because I you did because I told you about it before we come on the air. But anyway, uh, Cartoon Network Studios Europe mm-hmm. renamed themselves Hannah Barbera Studios Europe. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't mention that. You didn't mention that it was Cartoon Network who changed their name yeah. to Hannah Barbera. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. But yeah. It's Cartoon Network Studios Europe changed their name to Hannah Barbera Studios. Um, you know, Cartoon Networks had the rights to Hannah Barbera cartoons. Oh yeah. Forever, uh, you know, they, that's what's pretty much exclusively streams on Boomerang. Um, you know, it's all Hanna-Barbera, Scooby-Doo, Yogi Bear, uh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you have the Adult Swim stuff with, like, Harvey Birdman and Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. Those are all Hanna-Barbera ca- characters. Didn't know if you knew that, kids. <laughs> They're old cartoons that we watched. Old, old cartoons. Uh, old cartoons. And, uh, you know, so it, it's fun just that, that that name is back now. Well, so, I'd be interested to, I'd be interested to see if they recreate some of the characters right? into a modern right? like, cartoon. Because uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I'd like to see a few of the uh, Scooby-Doo type characters yeah. kind of reinvented yeah. along with, Absolutely. with with how much Scooby-Doo has. Right. It only shows that these other cartoons mm-hmm. do have the same potential. Yeah. I honestly believe, like, I honestly do believe that, um, uh, so, if you ever watched Scoob, the movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that movie originally was going to be way bigger in scale. Oh. Uh, it was going to be like a whole Hanna-Barbera universe type thing. Oh. Because you know how it had Captain Caveman on it? Yeah. And, like, that was, like, kind of random. Just, like, oh, here's this other character. And Captain and uh, Blue Falcon's Blue there. Blue Falcon, yeah. Uh, one of the teen angels from Captain Caveman's on there, too. But, yeah. yeah. But it was also supposed to have Jabberjaw. It was supposed to have Grape Ape. It was supposed to be this... What? Yeah, like, they were all, like, central to the plot of what's going on. Oh, that would have been cool. Right? And, like, Dick Dastardly being, like, the villain and all that stuff. Like, it was supposed to be this big thing. Like, all the storyboards, like, have, like, Jabberjaw and, like, you know, like, Grape Ape, like, roar, like ripping out of the ground and stuff. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like this looks, like, epic as as could possibly be. And, like, that's what it was going to be. And I, I guarantee you they they changed that because they didn't want to dampen Space Jam. Because Space Jam is essentially just Hanna Barbera cartoons and Warner Brothers cartoons, like in a in a what do you call that stupid uh, movie uh, Ready Player One uh, situation. Yeah, and I'm I'm a hundred percent certain that they did that. This is speculation from me only. I have no way of knowing this. But this is speculation. That worked just fine, it, though. I know, but it's like it's so. It, that, that's why I didn't like Scoob that much because it was like it wasn't. They didn't quite pull the full trigger on it being a giant epic thing, mm-hmm. and it wasn't enough of a Scooby movie. So they could have picked one of those. Yeah, like it. It, it, it felt a little disjointed. Yes, so like they they weren't committing to one or the other, and mm-hmm. like. I could have just gone with like, hey, here's a little gothic horror mystery. Yeah, Scooby Doo movie that's CGI with. For some reason, not Chris Lillard or, or, uh, or Matthew Lillard yeah. as, as Shaggy. I don't get that decision. Like he's a good Shaggy. Matthew Lillard's been Shaggy for d- decades. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you know, he's basically Shaggy for, and he's a movie star and or has been before. And yeah. he, 
just have him be it. I don't need the. I don't know. Whatever. It was a bizarre choice. <laughs> the rest I get. You don't. You can't just have a great. You can't just have Greg Griffin and and uh, Fred Welker reprise their role as whatever. <laughs> Even though Fred Welker played Scooby Doo, he couldn't yeah. play Fred for some reason. Oh, that had, that had to be some. I don't know. Was it Zach? Efron, I think, was Fred in that I movie. I have no idea. Couldn't even tell you. Uh, but yeah, so I, whatever. Uh, that's just that's just me being bitter about the uh, about Hollywood voice casting. Uh, <laughs> like, you can go talk to Tara Strong if you really want to get angry about that stuff. So, uh, but anyway, uh, that'll do it for Tune News, Jay. Which means <gasps> it's time for our ad break of the day. Uh, we're gonna go to this ad break, and we'll be right back. Hey listeners, this is Joe and Will from Common Creatives. We're a new podcast on the DNN that explores the place of creativity in the lives of artists, musicians, comedians, filmmakers, and creators of all kinds. This show lets us indulge our curiosity about why and how people satisfy their urges to make and create new things. So check out Common Creatives on iTunes, Stitcher, and at DestinationComics.com. we're back from that ad break we're back which means jay do you know what that means what does that mean it means it's time to talk about our topic of the day couldn't do my little raspy thing for some reason that was i tried that was like me trying to do it but something was up. <laughs> uh but yeah our topic of the day which is kid cosmic uh which is a lovely lovely little superhero Drama, uh, dramedy, action adventure cartoon by Craig McCracken. Yes. Uh, people who don't know who Craig McCracken is, that's the guy who invented Powerpuff Girls. So. And Dexter's Lab. And uh, no, that was uh, oh, Tarkovsky. That was, he did yes, work so. on it, but he okay. he was a storyboard artist, very instrumental uh, with Dexter's Lab. Okay. Yes, correct. But Tarkovsky created uh, Dexter. But My bad. but yes, he did he did work on it. Um, as did so many people. Good lord, Dexter's Lab is like it's like a it's like a plethora of mm. like. Of like cartoon creators that just spun off of that show. You had, oh yeah. You had Tartakovsky who, who did it. You had McCracken who worked on it. Seth MacFarlane worked on oh, that's it. That's right. Right. Uh, 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 dang it. Uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Um, oh, uh, uh, Jim Henson. No. No. Jim Henson. Uh, uh, dang it. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I know. Um, I have him in my head too. I, I can't remember his name. The guy who did Fairly Odd Parents. It'll come to us later. I, I'm going to insert it right here because it's going to drive me insane if I don't like think about this. Uh, creator, <laughs> I'm, I'm just driving insane. Butch Hartman. Jesus. Butch Hartman. Butch Hartman. Yes. Okay. So yeah, he worked on it. Like everybody spun off of that show. It's insane to me. Um, uh, but yes. Uh, Powerpuff Girls. Uh, also, you also might know him as the husband of Lauren Faust, uh, who oh. created, you know, uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, one mm-hmm. of the biggest uh, cartoons of our era. <laughs> it's it's, it just, it, amazing. It blew up like like, a, a, like ridiculous. No one expected it <laughs> yeah. to go yeah. to take I, that big of a following. I wish DC Superhero Girls would take that big of a following, but. You know, because that too is a is a uh, is a Lauren Faust uh, production, yes. and very much in the same vein of like these different characters. Very, it's it's very, beautifully well it, done. It's wonderful in every way. We need to talk about that show because it's uh, the season one's finally all. Well, up we, on. We're already focused on another superhero show right now. It's true, but we will talk about that show as well because yes. it's complete. It's all up on Netflix now. Yeah, go watch Super, DC Superhero Girls, not the original, which the original is not terrible by any stretch, but mm. it's not good. 
it's not the, good. It, it's not good in the sense of like it's perfectly fine for like elementary school kids. Yes. Like that that's what it's good for. Yes. Uh uh Lauren Faust's uh DC superhero DC superhero girls is for like families. Like everybody Absolutely. can enjoy it cuz the humor's great. And I say that same thing about uh you know My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. People wonder why people gravitated towards it. Why is it? Cuz it was a decent show. It was a good show. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show with, with good comedic timing and fun characters. Yep. That's it. That's all you that's need. All, that's all you need for a <laughs> decent and, good show. And when you ha- show. and when you have something that's like notoriously like oh it's it's like it's for kids. Like that's always had like kind of this dumbed down kind of like you know, writing for things. Like, yeah. if you watch old ML, you know, My Little Pony cartoons when you were a kid, it's like, it felt very kiddish even when I was a kid. Yes. Because it was like, they're not swinging a sword around as if He-Man was any more mature. <laughs> it wasn't. Right. But I felt like it was because it was like, it was the boys thing and it yeah. was the adventure and action. So, like, to me, the, that was always like, it didn't. It didn't talk down to you. Yes, exactly. And and, and that's what, that's, that's basically what you get with things like Kid Cosmic, and you get things with Craig McCracken and mm-hmm. these creators. Like they know how to actually make something that that is not only good and able for kids to watch, yes. adults can watch it too because it's not it it's not stupid. <laughs> it's, no. not, it's not brainless. It doesn't not... it doesn't simplify every character and every plot line to mm-hmm. the point where you feel like you're being. Uh, looked down upon right. for watching the show. Yeah. It explores the characters' development and how they re- react to the situations that they're in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we get that with Kid Cosmic. Great. Uh, because this is off the run of his last show, which was Wander Over Yonder, mm-hmm. which was a great show, which I would also yeah. love to talk about sometime. Yes. Uh, me, you, and Mitch should sit down and watch, should sit down and watch I that. I finish that, show. actually. Oh, man, it's so good. It ends like when they had to, it's so bad they had to rush it because mm-hmm. he got like less episodes to finish it off and yeah. he wanted a whole other season. So he had to rush it to, to, to finish. And uh, the way he finishes it off is great. Like, oh. it's, it's, he probably had a plan. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely it definitely finishes the way he wanted it to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he could he could have had like another season in planned in mind. But uh, yeah, I if you watch that show and watch this show, you get the same vibes. Like oh, I'm, like I'm it, sure it's it's the same vibes and the way that show ends is so good. It's so wholesome. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say about Crack Cracking stuff. For as as much as the Powerpuff Girls, which is like the deconstruction of wholesome like girly things and like it's the whole juxtaposition like oh these cutesy little little big-eyed you know schoolgirls, and they're just violently destroying (laughs) monsters day in and day out you know it was invincible prior to invincible yeah exactly it was (laughs) it was that it was a deconstruction (laughs) it's like and uh you know but he's he's settled into this like realm of like really wholesome content and like just it's just really nice, as I say that as a character gets his head bashed in with a crowbar uh, <laughs> on screen as we're watching it. But still, like th- there, there's a wholesomeness to Wander Over Yonder, and there's a there's there's heart to Kid Cosmic. Yes, like uh, and you know things that like that kids don't necessarily you know like would a kid would not necessarily they identify with or yes. or or take into full consideration of the situations like you know kids parents mm-hmm. like that's a very adult thing that occurs you know it's like oh, yeah. you know, yes. but it, it's you know but it, it works it doesn't like take you tonally completely out of it well i found that the best cartoons are ones that introduce kids to situations they would not otherwise yes uh 
react to yeah. unless they were personally experiencing them. Right. And yeah. so that kind of helps them develop a, a form of empathy at an early age for characters. Exactly. As well as the people around them. Totally agree. Absolutely agree. Um, and uh, it, it just... It, there's there's so, there's so much to the show of like it it's just good like it's mm-hmm. it, it I've watched this I've watched this series a couple of times like I want to say I've watched through the whole thing like four separate times like I, I don't blame and, you and and it's such an easy yeah. thing to watch it too. is it's ten episodes because, yeah <laughs> it's it has it has smooth transitions between episodes yep uh, everything's beautifully animated mm-hmm. yeah uh, you can't like look away every uh, character design is iconic mm-hmm. and unique to... great silhouettes yeah everybody's got a great silhouette um you know you can again if they were all blacked out standing next to each other you'd know exactly who each character is mm-hmm. uh you know you got the tall lanky joe you got tiny little you know tiny little kid with his antennas and rose has got a little hair puff you know one, all right one thing about the design of the whole show yeah is it reminds me of what they did with iron giant Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So they basically took the classical uh, sci-fi designs mm-hmm. of like ray guns and yeah. spaceships, and just turned it into a whole show. Yeah. Yeah. With like interesting and, characters. Yeah. And a and unique setting. It's one of my favorite designs. I'm glad you brought that up. It's one of my favorite design aesthetics. Is that that retro futurism, that 1950s future. I love that design. It's what my logo is based on. I don't know if you've noticed the Kid Cosmic logo is kind of similar to my podcast logo. Um, it's what I take it on that 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 future Adam that uh, atomic family mm-hmm. type uh, type aesthetic is one of my favorites and doesn't get played a lot. And no. uh, like you said, Iron Giant. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was definitely going to mention that at one point. It's like <laughs> it just has that it has that feel to it because yes. like the, the aliens are very much like a night. Like Chuck looks exactly like a 1950s alien. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's, he's kind of cheap looking. Kind of looks like does. it's a mask. You he, know, he looks like a guy in a suit. Yeah, it's it's great. It's brilliant. Like nothing else about him. Like because he just has the head and like it's a bodysuit. So yep. like you could fake it. Like it could just be like a a, a a character in a mask. You know, but and it it works that way. And all the other characters like they have stark designs and. Uh, I feel like a lot of this is like just stuff that he was drawing like back when he was doing Wander Over Yonder too. Oh, I don't doubt it. He... Especially with Papa G. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Or Grandpa G. Papa G. Yep. Papa G. Yeah. Papa, Papa G. G. Looks like yep. a Wander Over Yonder character. Oh and yeah. If he just 100%. walked into that show, yeah, I wouldn't blink at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. He looks exactly like that. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. It's just there, there's something about his silhouette that feels like that the way his beard comes down like it's all the way up to his glasses yep like it's just like glasses and then a beard you know yep. it's like That's it, it. it's just great <laughs> yeah it's like it's awesome so because you identify it, it goes with that that aesthetic of like you can identify it directly as being something there but it's very cartoonish very mm-hmm. hanna-barbera ish uh in in its in its framework like uh you know that hanna-barbera style that dexter's lab type of look it, yes, it's, it's great. very Dexter's like, and then they put a texture over the whole thing to make it look like an old comic book, which yes. is great because like which, every, that feeds into what Kid is obsessed with. Yes, Kid's is. Let's get into the characters. Oh, yes, perfect. So Kid, of course, is this weird little kid who lives in uh, a trailer. Yeah, a tra- out in uh, I guess like Vegas, California, Nevada, kinda? Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, so like Nevada, de- Nevada desert. I don't think they ever specify like where it actually is. No. But very Nevada roadside desert type 
area, right? Yeah. Um, and he just lives out in a trailer, um, and he's got a whole Marty McFly introduction kind of thing. Yeah. Wakes up, dresses himself, and it's like <laughs> he's got this headphones, and he like with antennas on him. He puts on a cape. Yep. And a little oh, he's got, he's tool got belt. Tool belt. Yeah, yeah. So Says every superhero needs a utility belt. Needs a utility belt. So he's got that. He's obsessed with superheroes. He's got all these comics everywhere. Uh, and immediately he stumbles onto this crashed land, crash landed uh, th- uh, area where there's these stones in the yep. ground. And he finds some pretty stones. Totally not the Infinity Stones. Nope. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, their own thing. They're their own thing entirely. Uh, but uh, I do like that, like, oh, if you put them all together, they do a thing. I'm glad that never came up. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, no, they just, they have separate powers. That's the whole shtick. Um, uh, but, you know, and then there's all these other characters that are around. Uh, you know, he, uh, you know, lives, he doesn't live, he lives on Papa G's, um, Lot, lot. The, yeah. the the trailer's on his lot, um, and uh, but Papa G's there, who's his grandpa. His yeah, grandpa. he's his grandpa, but he yeah. just kind of looks after him. He's, yeah, he's very separate. Very separate. It's it's very it's very low key. Kind of lets him get. He's an old hippie, so he yeah. kind of like lets the kid have his freedom. The kid kind of has like the run of the town, yes. which is like five buildings across the span of like which, twenty miles. Consider <laughs> all right. If it were any other situation, yeah, I'd be like maybe Papa G should look after this kid. But and, what would he do? Right, and, it's a desert, and it, it it does play into that to where like I I've never lived in a town like that, but it's very typical like when those things are depicted in in shows like yeah. like in Tremors. Like I know you ever watch Tremors, yes. but like. Those like those very like desert like towns where there's like fifteen people in mm-hmm. the town. It, kids just play. They go and they, they play go outside. Do whatever. They go do a thing. You know, it's like that's just you know it's just how it is, and it makes sense because it's like like it. You know, I guess maybe look out for coyotes, but yeah, <laughs> like I would say, but, but like or, realistically, that's right. Or, your biggest concern, <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, so uh, I guess it is closer to the border now that I think about. It. It's probably lower. Uh, Nevada, because you have Rosa and her family, and maybe some, like New Mexico, yeah, something like that, because they have like a pueblo type house that's like that's a big, big, yeah, they have that big freaking giant uh, uh, Mexican style home, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, and, and like that's the only buildings we have is that we got that we got Flo we got Flo's diner mm-hmm. and we got uh, or uh, is it Mo's diner? Sorry, she's Flo. Mo is the. Is it Moe's Diner or Flo's Diner? Uh, uh, I don't know. Can't remember. I don't know if it's Mo or Joe. <laughs> Mo or Joe. I know Joe works Mo, there. Mo, Joe, Flo. Uh, I just know that like the, the the mom the mom's name is not the name of the diner. That's the grandma's name. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember. So that's like, which is uh, pathetic of me because I really should remember <laughs> this. But um, so uh, Flo, yeah, Mo's Oasis. That's what it is. Okay, yes. so Flo. Uh, which uh, is, is Joe's mother is Joe's mother uh, and they work at Moe's Oasis and uh, Joe is the teenager she's she wants to she's she the cool teenager she's the cool teenager that lives in a desert town and it sucks yep. <laughs> like she, she wants to immediately we see her flipping through her phone looking at pictures of places to go which like that's she's very much uh, Frankie Yes, from Foster. Yes, very much Frankie from Foster. She, she she has a responsibility with her mom at the diner. Yep. She has to help her with the diner, but she just longs to go anywhere else. Yep. She just wants to go anywhere else, which is kind of dropped halfway through. I feel like because I think maybe because she can go wherever she wants. It's, so, I think like, I think it's more of uh, yeah. the she doesn't necessarily want to explore the world she just wants to get out of the monotony yes yeah and so now when things happen that are completely outside the uh the ring which i also did like in the first episode because uh you know we have 
that those characters he runs by Rosa as well who's just this little girl mm. who's neighbors with him which it's like a mile down the road yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, but she's always wanting to play with kid kids like I'm too old for you because you know because he's a kid because he's and... a kid and he doesn't realize but and Rosa's much old much younger than him yes. but very I think very toddler ass ten, ten and five I think she's yeah. five he's ten yeah so it's it's a big that's a big space but for kids yeah. like five years between like me and you. Not a big deal. No. Like we're, you know, like, but five five years between those that amount of children. No, they don't want. No ten year old wants to play with a five year old. Yeah, it would never happen. Like it never happens. Um. So, uh, yeah. But you you have that uh, aspect, and of course you have tuna sandwich, which you is the cat. Sandwich, the cat. Which is the cat. He's a grumpy little cat. Um. And he just likes tuna sandwiches. He's like tuna sandwiches. I love that they gave him a character. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I just because like here's the thing. Like Papa G, he's an old hippie. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of him until we start talking about kids' parents, yeah. and then we get a little bit of that. Uh, Joe's the most fleshed out, apart from kid, I would say. And then Rosa is just like, you know, she's a kid, and yeah. she's like, she wants to help. Yeah, she wants she wants to help. She has friends, and she wants to help, and that's that's her whole shtick. And she's also a beast. So yeah. <laughs> but tuna sandwich like is actually the third deepest of the main three of the main five. Right? It's so bizarre. I don't. <laughs> I love they it. They gave him an interesting history, he, and he, yeah, not that he doesn't deserve it, right. but like, but even before he could talk, they gave it to him. Yeah. that's what's so great about it. So <laughs> uh, he ends up being able to talk later on. But uh, you know, we're not going to go through every every single episode or every happenstance. No. But yeah, he ends up being able to talk at the like the end of the series, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, like you don't even get it to like the last two episodes. Like he's just a cat. He's just a but, cat. But uh, he gets the ring uh, that, that lets him see the future. So he, he can see, like, danger happening. So he basically can warn, like, the. but he, but but he can't talk. He can't he's talk. Meows. So he just, he just meows at them. Right? And, yeah. Which. <laughs> and it's great because they just, they give these little hints. He's a background character at first. He's a little background cat. Yeah. And, you know, like, like kid will show up at the diner and like you know like, give him a sandwich give him a sandwich and Tuna's just like hey he's like hey Tuna and he gives him a thing and Tuna's just you know he's just happy that the kid's there or whatever yeah. and then you get into the third episode when he gets the powers and he, he, he visualizes kid going on this dangerous mission and getting killed and getting yep. blown up and he goes on this giant excursion to save kid. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is it? it's like this is like I get that like you know, it's 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 played for laughs because he keeps like envisioning the explosion and he's like trying to get there and stuff and kind of panic. But like halfway through the episode, he's like he's like tired on the middle of the road and he he's not gonna be able to get there. He's a fat cat. He's in a the fat, desert. He's a fat cat who's just eating tuna sandwiches his whole life. And uh, you know, oh, my favorite scene in the whole episode is just like where it's the music. And it's literally just him at a certain pace walking across the screen. Okay, for the entirety. Of I that shot. I like that scene. It's so funny. My favorite has got to be the trucker. <laughs> yes, the trucker. Oh he god, attacks yes. the trucker. Yes, yeah. and then like the, it it collapses. The yeah. whole truck collapses, and he just gets on his radio. We got a ten forty. There's a there's an aggressive cat on highway sixty. Aggressive hijacking cat on highway sixty. Got it. They know what that is. They know exactly. What that it is. happens so often to right, truckers, right? Um, but yeah, so it's just so fun. But then when he's like laying on the side of the road, we get this flashback of him living in a box as a kitten, yeah. and it's pouring rain it's so and. Sad. And and kid like shows up and gives him um, gives him an umbrella and gives a little tuna sandwich and just like and he just falls in love with the kid like right there <laughs> and like is totally loyal to kid and then 
you know, it shows him growing up and like they try to feed him cat food and he knocks it off the yep. thing, but then kid will show up and give him the sandwich and it's like, this is so adorable. It's like, so it's precious. Because like, like he's, he's just grumpy looking little cat, but he just has like so much heart and it's all for the kid. He's got a heart it. for one person. He's got a heart for kid, man. Uh, and he even develops like as it goes on, like it's just like. Yeah, he starts to warm up to the other characters, too, and then he gets to talk, and then he gets to be, like, this voice conscience of, like, everybody. Which I feel like his character really changes once we can understand what he's saying, because it's, I don't know, well, it... it it's a very different dynamic from when right. we first meet the character. Well, and that's how character development works. Right. T- to be fair, it's like it, it, it's at a point where he has to take action in a way anyway. That's true. Because he's the only one that's able to. But also so. he's a cat. Yes, exactly. But now he's a cat that can talk to people and lay out plans. So. <laughs> <laughs> One what? of my fa- one of my favorite scenes is when he tries to get uh, when he's trying to get Joe's attention without talking to her. Oh yeah, and he's like, uh, maybe one of y'all could write a note. And so like Chuck writes out a note, and it's an That's alien. True. It's like, what is this? And it's like, and he's like, what about you? He's like, I can write, I can write. And it just says like, potty, whatever. Like, <laughs> he's like, tell her to meet me in the bathroom. And it says potty cat or something. It's like she like knows two words. Oh Rosa, it's like oh Rosa, she's you're fresh. I can't wait to see this child grow up. Oh man, I don't. I I just want to keep her that age always. It's adorable. It could yeah, <laughs> that'd work. Yeah, it'd be great. But um, yeah. So uh, kid uh is of course this spastic kind of nutball kid who just you know who you know has had has, has had tragedy in his life you know yeah. and then and they, he wants to do some make some good out of it yeah and and it's it's good that's the thing is like he's very fantasy very fantasy you know very very he wants he wants to have superpowers he wants to live the life of a comic book character because that's that was his escapism after the tragedy of his parents death mm. you know very clearly that was his escapism you know um and uh that it 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 inform that informs pretty much everything that he does. Like, uh, you know, uh, pretty much is that. He, yeah, he's always acting event. on superhero instinct. Yeah, exactly. Although that does tend to leave him with uh, selfish yeah. actions, mm-hmm. and yep. he doesn't realize it because mm-hmm. he thinks everything he's doing is for good or what, for the better. What heroes do. It's yeah, what heroes exactly. do. And uh, yeah, so he has like he has this he has this drive to win, this drive to be better, this drive to. Yeah, to like to become a hero, but yep. he's not good at it. Nope. <laughs> like he's not, and, and he, he's he never not. he never gets good at it till the last episode. No, it's just so good. Well, the the thing you know? about it is, is he doesn't even like. So the whole issue throughout the throughout the season is that he has the worst power. Yeah, he, he can fly. He can fly. Which yeah, in retrospect, that's what everyone wishes that they could have is yeah. to fly. Right, but you can't really. fly fight yeah. evil aliens with that power yeah also he's not good at flying he's not good at flying <laughs> like he just he just kind of spazzes out wherever he goes exactly you know? uh so, so as the group develops and starts fighting all these aliens mm-hmm. like joe they he, he creates he creates little trophies to award people based off of their actions against the aliens right and eventually it's like Joe gets a trophy, Papa mm-hmm. G gets a trophy, and Rosa gets, gets all of the trophies, trophies because she's a beast. <laughs> she's a beast. She Nina Gigantica. Yeah, Nina like, Gigantica. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love that little girl. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's but, so good. But it really shows how much uh he is he he wants to be a hero and mm-hmm. just can't. Yeah, yeah. It's just 
it's and it, what's great is that it's, it's always about like you know the drive to be a hero the drive he has that drive but it's like he doesn't have the patience he doesn't mm-hmm. he's just too much of a kid you know it's like he's, he doesn't have the patience to do it and then every, every time that it works out is when he slows down and like when papa g tells him like hey uh uh what's the phrase that freaking, out, freaking out freaking out breathe it out freaking out Breathe yeah. it out. And that's when he starts to get it. Yeah. But of course, as a kid, he doesn't quite get that until the very end where he actually learns what the power is, which I thought was great. Oh, that, you know, that was like a good that, reveal. Oh, fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. What a great... I, yeah, it was awesome that this, it wasn't flight at all. It was no. telekinesis. Yeah. And he just imparted the idea that it was flight because flying was cool. Yeah. And that's what... So that's what he made himself do. What a... What beautiful writing! Genius, though. like that is <laughs> genius, absolute I genius. <laughs> so then, at the end, when he actually like concentrates and figures out how to use the power, it's like ah, it's like this big beautiful moment, and you, you spent ten episodes building up to it, and yep. just great stuff. I absolutely love that, just because like they didn't they didn't have that happen too soon. Mm-hmm. They didn't have him get like good. He's the he's the character that has like the least amount of development through the most episodes. Yeah. But that one change, that one flip to the arc where he finally gets it, it's so good. Like, you know, it's it's just like it, it, the culmination of him growing up. It's not know? yeah, it's not really a, like a and redemption under- arc by no. any means. It's just uh it's it, just development. Yeah, it's just him understanding what it means to be here. Yes. Because what he thinks it is, it's very much like Bakugo to Deku in a lot of ways cuz like what he thinks it means to be a hero. That's a is, perfect comparison. Yeah, he he yeah. has this very Bakugo sense of sense of mind, mindset of like winning is being a hero, doing best you can is being a hero. Yes. You know, beating the bad guy. That's what the hero does, you know. And, you know, then it, it gets to the point to where he understands, like, being a hero means helping people. It means, you know, it, it, mean, it, means, it means, like, letting go of your letting pride. Letting go of your pride and, like, doing the right thing and things like that. And it's great stuff. It's also, just good stuff. You know what I just realized? Yeah. So he's constantly jealous yeah. of all the other heroes. Right. His color is green. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. green with envy. Green with envy. You're right. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Green with envy. Huh. It's, al- it's also a very Green Lantern-esque look it is. to it. Well, the whole thing, cool. they all use them yeah. like rings, so yeah. they're all very kind of like Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing he does immediately is he uh, he finds the stones and he just like puts them on little bolts. Like, yeah. Because like, rings are cooler. Because rings are cooler. <laughs> and I agree. I totally agree. It's like, yeah, it's like, if you were just holding the stone, that'd be weird. But no, put it on a ring. Yeah. Now we got a power ring. It makes like, sense. Now I've got a power ring. Earth, fire. Everybody wanted a power ring. You know, come yeah. on. Uh, we still want power rings. Let's be honest. Right? Yeah. Everybody. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? If power rings were a thing, I would totally get one. <laughs> I'd totally get one if you could just get one. Uh, but yeah. Then there's Joe, uh, who we've talked about. Is yes, Frankie from Foster's Home. Very uh, much. Very much that. Another Lauren Faust production. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, I know it's Craig McCracken, but whatever. They're married. <laughs> like, anyway, uh, we were talking about Lauren Faust earlier. Yes. Uh, so. Um, uh, she wants to go places. She wants to do things, uh, and she gets that ability. Yeah, she gets teleportation. That's her her whole her whole power. She which can go and do anything, do whatever she wants. I love that development in the first episode when he gets he gives her the ring. 
Uh, because she's like one of the only people in town that like kind of likes the kid. Yeah. But nobody hates kid. But no like, one hates kid. He, he's kind of a menace. He's kind of a Dennis the Menace type. You Very know, much so. Comes in, wrecks something. They're like, ah, oh, get out of here. You know, that yeah. whole thing. Knocks over the bikes or something or spills something. He's just like, ah, the kid, he's a nuisance. But Joe likes him because whenever he shows up, hey, something exciting happens. Like, exactly. hey. So she helps him out every now and then. Like, and it's like, you know, helps him get away from her mom, from mm. her mom and stuff. And, you know, I, I just like that. You know, just like immediately, like, you get that these two were like have been friends for a while mm-hmm. which wouldn't make a whole lot of sense teenager 10 year old like why would they be friends but the idea of who joe is in that instance makes sense you yeah. know also she babysits rosa so it's like, they, it's like <laughs> she's the only babysitter around so of course she probably babysat kid at some point too so, so she knows like kid very well and she she likes when kids around just because it's like hey it's something exciting to do it's change of pace so then when he gives her the ring to learn how to like like do superpowers uh, and she, like, it's like too much immediately for her, which I loved. Cause like, yes. she's like, Oh, I want to go places. I want to do things. And then when she gets the power of teleportation, she like freaks out and then <laughs> learns that Chuck, like Chuck's race is after all of the, you know, all of the, the rings and they're all coming. And it's just like, and kid like gives the speech back. Well, they got to deal with us. Right, Joe. And like, Joe's just gone <laughs> and she's power walking back to the, like back to the diner. Like, Nope, not doing this. Nope. Like, and he's just, and you know, kid kind of gets it. It's like, hey, you said you wanted this. You said you wanted that. And she's yeah. like, that's too much. Like, that's way that's, too that, much. That's the universe coming here. That's not what I want. And then, but you know, like slowly she warms up to the idea because yeah, it, it is, it is a thing she wanted. And, uh, and now, but then she like kind of takes on responsibility of, uh, you know, cause she's like kind of the only one with like a plan in yeah. any situation, any given situation. Absolutely. And I'm I'm gonna go ahead. And say, she's probably the most responsible member of the group. Exactly. She I is. love Papa G. Yeah. But he's a, he's a hippie. He's, he's an old hippie. hippie. He's an old hippie. He's very much like like oh, lo- go with the flow type, you know. Yep. And that's that's just what it is. Like, but Joe's the babysitter. She's the you know she's the worker. She's you know had to deal with responsibilities for helping her mom out for you know the longest time. So she has like she has the most like like stable brain to deal with all this which is stuff. just and kind of sad but yeah but it, yeah but it, it, it plays into the character it very does well. it plays so well into her, into her character and the fact that like she like wants to care about these kids too like mm. that's the whole thing she has a very nurturing mentality towards what's going on so and joe's great and she ends up becoming the leader and of the, the funny thing about the ring with yeah. with her using it yeah she only uses it to like enhance her responsibilities yeah like she's right. constantly helping the kid but she'll right. warp back and right work at the diner <laughs> work at the diner yeah exactly yeah <laughs> she could literally go anywhere she wants but she doesn't drop the responsibilities nope. like that, that that that's the interesting thing is like she's like she like she starts off with like you know it's 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 a, it's a kind of a selfish wish like I wish I could go somewhere else yeah. and I was like you know we all have our you know selfish you know thoughts or whatever but she never like does enact on that like yeah she's a teenager but like when she turns eighteen would she leave the town I don't know like she's been helping her mom this whole time and she would probably be you know she'd probably feel bad about leaving her mom on her own yeah you know because like that that's a whole thing you know so it 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 it's interesting they. they they put a lot of layers on like what Joe would be in in those situations because like you know she's not one to really want the responsibility or at least complain about it yeah but she takes it on and then by the end of it she just accepts that she's the leader of the team like yep. when after kid accepts it it's like yeah it's like don't ask me she's the leader you know that was like one of the end lines which was really good so, oh that was you know, beautiful yeah so good and uh, yeah yeah I, lo- I love Joe chef kiss chef Character kiss event. people. Chef's kiss. 
I like Joe a lot. She's fun. Um, and then there's Rosa, who is the five-year-old monstrosity. <laughs> yep. With the most morbid jokes. Oh my of the gosh, whole thing. Does, Her and Papa G have the wor- like the most morbid interactions. <laughs> it's so brutal. Oh man, there's the the trophy episode where she's scooping, she scoops up all the aliens into a silo. <laughs> she's like Shit. aliens go home, just throws <laughs> them into space, and then we see it and later. Just, yeah, it's like I just love it. Like Papa G's like, <laughs> just throws them into space, just like it's like yay. Let <laughs> me see yeah. them. In the middle of space, just floating there dead. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Which is really funny because uh, we see that in Invincible. We do. We see that in Invincible. When, but you, don't was, know what, when you don't know what to do with them, yeah, throw them into throw, space. Yeah, throw them into space. When in doubt, throw them into space. But yeah, it's so funny. I just like that joke where they're just passing by and it's like, aliens sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, sleeping. It's <laughs> like, oh god. Oh, it's so brutal. I just love that she's like the she's the powerhouse of the crew. She is, like, and she's also the most innocent one yeah, too. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like she's stomping aliens and just just murdering. <laughs> right, it's so terrible. But you know, it's just like she's just playing. Like that's that's her whole shtick. Is you have to, and I love when the, I love how they get her out of that. Like like because she can't always be like the solution to something. Yeah. So it's like, ah, no, I'm a princess today. She's not going to be. A, <laughs> she's not going to be Nini Agansa today. I'm playing princess. So. Yep. And it's like that's how you have to yep. like. What a perfect way to explain this child <laughs> yeah, mentality. Exactly. It's like she's like, just, she's just playing. She's like, a kid. Yeah. None of this. None of this is important to her. None she's, of this is real. Yeah. She's having fun. She's, she's going to look time. back at, like as a teenager. She'll, she'll look back and be like. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm a monster. What did you put me through? <laughs> like, but yeah, it's, it's funny just because, like, uh, again, like, she saves the day, like, almost every instance. Like, yeah. she's just a beast. There's no problem that a giant toddler can't solve. Mm-hmm. Or just a regular toddler, too. <laughs> or just a regular toddler. Like, even toddler. when she's not, like, they, uh, I like the, one of my favorite episodes is the diner episode. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite episode of the series, actually, where they, rev- they get, because halfway through, because, like, they're always doing, like, the, like, oh, who has powers, blah, 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 you know, um, and, but, uh, halfway through the diner episode, everybody in the town knows that they have powers. Yes. So they just, they have to get it out of the way, you know, it's like, just get it out of the way there. Uh, the diner gets attacked by these alien dogs, mm-hmm. these alien death dogs, um, that have been showing up since episode one, uh, which I like too, because it was like, oh, you had stuck Chuck and his race doing things, and then all these other ones, but then there were these... Dogs, random dogs, yeah, who kept never up. had a direct leader, right? But they would always show up, and you didn't know who they were for. They weren't with Chuck. They weren't right. with the other. They was they were just always showing up. But they were like these weird things with collars, and they would get killed and like digitally digitize out. So, yeah. uh, but they they attack the diner at one point, and kid just is like, "Well, time to show them," and like shows it, <laughs> and Joe's like, "No, <laughs> like you can't," and they're just freaking out. Like everybody in the town is just freaking out at these powers or whatever. <laughs> And then uh, Rose's parents, like, confiscate the ring from her. Yep. So, like, the whole time they're dealing with all this stuff going on, they don't have their biggest weapon. So, at the end, when they're actually fighting, like, the giant group of dogs outside or whatever, you get the part where she grabs her ring and runs into runs into danger. <laughs> and her parents are like, oh, my God. And then <laughs> Joe just makes a portal for her to jump through and come down and grow. Yep. And it's just, uh-huh. like, it's just, like, this great moment of, like... Here she is, like <laughs> that's here, here's the bruiser, and just like ah, uh, so good. Uh, it, it, it's it's a great bit. So it's fantastic. Yeah, and then we got Papa G, 
who's the old man, he's the the, the, old man. the duplicating old man. He's got duplicating powers, um, and he's mainly comic relief uh, yeah, through the whole thing. Typically, he's, he's a lot of fun, but he is a bit of the conscience of the group. He's he's you the know? conscience, and he's mm-hmm. the. He does a lot of the grunt work. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. looking for things mm-hmm. or just outnumbering an enemy. Right. Build just, building stuff. Building he's, stuff, he's yeah. Always like, Which he's, he's supposed to be doing that anyways. That's yeah. his job. He right. builds stuff around town. Right. Yeah. He's a, he's a handyman, uh, repair guy. Uh, I, I guess he gets paid for it. I mean. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, if he yeah. takes money. Right, yeah. If he even <laughs> takes money, yeah, maybe he just like maybe he just trades because he has in his scrapyard. He does like scrap art and stuff yep. like that and his thing. He's just an old hippie, you know. He's just an old hippie. Uh, but you do get some good characterization towards the end of it uh, when you understand like his relationship with Kid. Yep. Uh, uh, in the episode where Kid's giving out the trophies and everything, you know, you kind of get that idea. But he's always out to he's you know he he gives Kid his freedom, but he's always out to you know protect Kid uh, from. You know, getting getting hurt—that's yeah. what he's always about. Yeah, you know, he just, just doesn't want him to get hurt again because his parents died in a car accident. Um, that's where he got his scar—a little surgical scar, um, which they don't really go into. No, but it's very obvious that he got the scar from the you know that, that he had to have surgery. He was you know probably really badly hurt too. Yeah, uh, so it was a head-on collision with a semi truck. So <laughs> that never ends well. No, uh, so. Uh, yeah, his parents died from that, and ever since then, Papa G's gonna look after this kid, you know, uh, make sure he's never, you know, that he's never gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, when he notices that kid's like, you know, he's the only one that doesn't get a trophy or whatever, um, uh, he does the, he, he does the, what he thinks is a good idea and pretends to be a group of robots that he can then defeat, yeah. which just, you know, like, yeah, he just needed a win, that's what he needed, but goes horribly wrong because it just gives him this false sense of uh, of, of empowerment uh, mm-hmm. that ends up biting him in the diner episode and then you know and then of course Chuck manipulates that to make you know and it, it, that's a great uh, you know escalating thing too yes. for that so, it's a great it's yeah. a great uh, uh, right reason wrong method. oh right exactly yeah. so and uh, yeah but that that that's where it comes in that you know he's 10 years old you <laughs> know it's like he doesn't he doesn't know how to deal with the idea of what's going on there so of course he's gonna try to prove himself when he when you know even his grandpa thinks that he can't you know do anything so he had to like fake that so now he's gonna try and prove himself even harder so you know papa g like has that he has his heart in the right place but just you know he he doesn't uh he doesn't think things he's he's not the most responsible guy no it's not so he's he's interesting you know he's a very interesting character Sorry, we're watching the show right now as we're talking about it, but you know, um, but uh, yeah, it, great characterization for every character, and even even Chuck gets a gets an arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like even old it, Chuck it, gets an arc. Every so. and every uh, side character is interesting too, because mm-hmm. with uh, Joe's mom, mm-hmm. you yeah. see how she is constantly worried about her daughter, but mm-hmm. also tries to put the diner as a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. the patrons, right? Yeah, she wants to. Uh, she wants to be bigger too. She's always like, she has this aspiration for everybody to stop, but people to know it. She wants a big sign for people to see it whenever somebody new shows up. She's like, hey, head on down to Mo's Diner, Mo's yeah. Oasis. You know, it's like she, she doesn't get a lot of customers. You know, she just has like the same five customers there every time. <laughs> you know, and uh, the biker dude who's in the background through the whole thing. Yeah. It turns out to be the main villain of the show, yep. which I love. Which was... Yeah, I loved that. Love that. Yeah. 
It's a uh, it's a good shtick. Um, but yeah, the, you got you got all these characters coming down from space. You got a bounty huntress mm-hmm. who just wants to pay for them. You know, it's like mm-hmm. yep. it's, the whole galaxy wants the rings. So you have all the it, it's it's a perfect setup for a Craig McCracken deal because it's like you get all these armies coming down. Uh, to fight, and they get all of them out of the way in the in the trophy episode because it's, yeah. it's a documentary style episode that's like on an old video camera, um, and so you get all these battles with all these different types of aliens. You know, little 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 alien green men in flying saucers. You get giant warrior races mm-hmm. coming down. You get uh, the the greys that. Rosa <laughs> throws up into space. Yeah, it's like, which is probably why it doesn't bother me too much because, like, the saucer men, like, they look like greys, and greys yeah. are horrifying. So I don't care that they get. <laughs> I don't care that they get thrown into space. Nope. Um, but uh, oh, they have an a- the aliens ep- part of it where they're actually like on an a- like uh, like xenomorphs. Oh yeah, xenomorphs episode. <laughs> I like that one a lot. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, just just the idea of like. You know, uh, all these different types of aliens showing up, and and uh, but then turns out you had they were being watched this whole time, <laughs> like, like which I which was cool. So the 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 alien death dogs were never actually aliens. aliens. No, well, they were alien technology. They were alien technology, but, but adapted by the by the, the government, U.S. government, uh, which was being overseen by this redhead biker dude who's been in the background of the show the whole time. <laughs> you know, just drinking coffee. You know, in the yep, diner. That's all he needs. And turns out he's like the man in black. He's like the freaking, you know, the the biker in black, uh, military uh, uh, U.S. agent kind of guy. Yep. And he's he's been monitoring everybody and checking the powers of the of the things and like having them handle the the alien threats mm-hmm. uh, until they can you know uh, until they can basically strike, take the rings, and then give them to. The properly trained, you know, uh, people of the Global Earth Force. The so, Global Earth Force. Yeah, the Earth Force Enforcement Force. Enforce. Enforcing the force of the Earth Force. That's the best. <laughs> the whole... It's like, it's like a full five-minute long opening oh of my. them happening. It. I it's love so it. awful, but so oh, great I in every it. way. I wasn't expecting to see a Power Rangers-esque parody no, in this show. Not at all. And there it was. I did not expect that to just... Right. It take place in any cartoon I would be watching <laughs> recently. Yeah. But, but I'm very okay with it. <laughs> it's so good. There's a part where basically the, the government confiscates uh all the all the uh the rings and they take the stones and they put them in this power armor and then they get the best agents from uh from all the various different countries. Various different countries. You got Japan, you got Canada, you got US, um France in Germany, uh, I think. I can't yeah, remember the other I ones. I'd have to watch it again. I can't remember the other two. But, uh, yeah. oh no, Mexico and um, I want to say Britain. Yeah, Britain. That's what it is. Yeah, so it's Britain, Canada, Mexico, Japan, America. That's the five. Yeah, I figured it out. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember which ones have the powers too. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it gives them all like the the separate powers, and you have like a whole two episodes of them being the heroes against all the all the uh, all the aliens. While Tuna Sandwich is like trying to free everybody from <laughs> like from being monitored by the government in their houses. So yep. it's a uh, it, it's a good shtick, and yeah, like it, it's a great thing because again, it it folds back to that idea of like. You know, like, what is it to be a hero? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and you got this, this, uh, this dude who, 
you know, the, the, the biker black guy, he's, who I don't think ever has a name. No. Thing. I think he's just the I guy. Mean, yeah. I think he's just the guy in black. He's like the kid. Yeah, he's like the kid. Uh, which I think is the kid. Is, that his, is his name just Kid? Yeah. Or they just call him Kid. They just call him Kid. I know, but like, but I, like, like, I know they call him, I know the show, they just call him Kid. Is his name Kid, though? <laughs> Like, yes, I guess so. He like, is Kid Cosmic. Yeah, I know, right? It's like it's just like, <laughs> that's you know, the show. Like, did they, did his parents not name him, or did no. they name him Kid? They named him Kid Cosmic. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Makes sense. Perfectly fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so you, you got the you got a whole shtick between that. But then the aliens they start to fight the 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 Power Ranger dudes, the yeah. Earth Force guys, uh, are actually the basically rightful owners i guess you could yes. say yeah. of the of the um of the the which i didn't notice which i thought was great they they didn't do like it wasn't like so overt no. of what was going no. on there it was very subtle until kid noticed it because and, then, and i thought that was great well every alien that comes in kind of has like their own shtick right so mm-hmm. like you don't really think yeah. about like Oh, yeah. this is just another alien right. doing their own thing right oh that's kind of similar to what one of the rings do right and then kids like Wait a second, right? And but they hit it so well because like I didn't even put it because again like one of them is like this this giant headed psychic dude yeah and you don't even get the idea that it's a telekinetic ring till after that anyway mm-hmm. um, so yeah you know, so, well that's the one yeah. thing that threw me off it was just like mm-hmm. okay they all all of the other ones match but right. this guy's kind of different right he's got the but and that that was again that was interesting just because like they the the robot guy had the had the vision mm-hmm. but he wasn't like but he was a robot. So you yeah. just assumed he was calculating. Yeah, you, know, you didn't assume yeah. that he could actually envision what was happening. You know, it I, makes sense. And it was it was like it was it was well done. Then this the, the orange guy showed up, uh, and there was a whole bunch of him. Yes, but you didn't put two and two together that it was duplicates of him. It was until just, they started it just getting like an army exactly until they started taking him out, and the duplicate would disappear, and it's like oh that's duplicates. And then you had the teleporter, the the squid queen or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and she had teleportation and like electricity and energy and stuff, mm-hmm. but you didn't quite put it together that she was teleporting in a the way. The same way. So I thought that was pretty brilliant the way they did that. Absolutely. Because like, a kid noticed it before everybody else, um, and he kind of put it together like, oh, like it, they just want their and each one of them didn't care about the other uh, power ring. Nope. So yeah, a little fluffy guy he would grow. That was yeah. when he noticed it. Oh, that's the, right. The, that's the, what it was. A little fluffy guy grew grew huge. Well, and he wanted that one. The one so. the thing that triggered. His little epiphany, though, mm-hmm. was yeah. the comics. Yep, mm-hmm. because that's the same story as what he was reading. That's what he about. was reading, yeah, it's like you are not the villain, and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like he read exactly. that thing. So yeah, so it cuts back to his whole like comic book knowledge and stuff. So the lesson yeah. here is read comics. Read comic books. It's very important. Yes, but not maybe old comic books. Maybe 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 just stick to the indies. Maybe stick, <laughs> stick to some indies. Stick to the indies. You know, the the the, the big two. You don't really need to read them right now. Yeah. Maybe a little while and they get better. They're not good. They're not good right now, uh, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, read comic books, kids, because that's that's important. Uh, it'll teach you things. Uh, but yeah, so it it all comes to a culmination of like, yeah, they have to like stop them and get the power rings back and blah blah blah. Yep. And, and then Chuck picks up a gun. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I love that part. Like, it's so good. I just love that he takes out. He just like with one bullet takes out the dude's bike. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. As I, but it, it was funny just because like. So here's the thing. The but here's one problem I have with the show at the end there when they're all like you know being uh, wrangled up or they're all being so. Uh, uh, Chuck reveals he has like a toxic tongue. Oh yeah. 
He never used that, like, the entire time that he was being held by the kids. No. But, like, the moment, like, the military guys, he's like, and then he, like, has a little time that paralyzes people. It's like, why didn't you use that on the kid? Or any of them, on Joe, on anybody? Like, he didn't He liked the kids. I know he didn't. He hated them. He, <laughs> until, until, he, he hated them until his, until his fearless leader, like, threw him off the thing. So, That's true. You know, which, uh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah. I just like, I love Tom Kenny. And uh, Tom Kenny is, of course, a stand. Everybody, everybody has a great job of voice acting in this. Um, everybody's got a great voice act. Everybody's got a great voice acting. Uh, Tom Kenny is always standout. Uh, he's always fantastic. Um, and in this, it's no, it's no different. But the part where he's like literally hanging on to the platform, whereas I don't want to be stuck, Chuck anymore. <laughs> like that. That's what he's become now that he's here. Like I don't want to be stuck, Chuck anymore. <laughs> and he chucks him off, man, yeah, because uh, of course the bad leader. So of course, uh, yeah. And then, but then I, I did like that. Like after that, it was just like he realized that like kid was braver than his own like leader and so he's yep. like so then like and they decided to take penance on that and he gave he gave his little voice modulator to to uh tuna sandwich so tuna could talk ah good stuff it was, it was good, good stuff good stuff great. and then at the very end of course like it's it's a great finale because like it starts off like you think it's going to be like a big battle or whatever it's like no it's not a big oh. battle so you got uh, you know, it's, it's basically the vision that that kid saw when he had all the rings. You know, yes. and he had all the rings, and like there was so much power in him. But he saw a vision of like all of his friends getting crashed, and everything blew up, and like there's all these semi trucks that blah blah blah, blah. Uh, and that's coming true at the very end. You know, yes. that, that's happening. But then he uses the ring in the proper way that he mm-hmm. you know, I never could before, and he stops everybody, and they're all just floating. You know, it's like, and he learns that like it's telekinesis. It's like yes. it wasn't flight. That's not what the power was. And then he has to, you know, give his little, give the little freaking out, breathe it out, and it's like slowly. And the whole scene, like they keep getting <laughs> thrusted up and down. But he slowly puts. But that's the big hero moment that I love because like it's not like this big epic finale, you know, this big epic battle finale and stuff. Um, it's just he just lets everybody down, you know, slow and this. West swelling music as everything comes down, and then they present the rings to each each one of the people because the rings were a remnant of that world. Yep. So it's like the last remnant of that world that was destroyed by. I don't remember why. The, should, I the should big bad. definitely know what the name of that is. It was something Erodius. Erodius. Erode. Erodius. So some giant monster, some big galactus, a, a world destroyer, a world destroyer, a world eater called Erodius destroyed each of their planets. So and they they had learned about each other now because they mm. didn't know about each other, and now they found found themselves, and it's very you know allegorical to the kid and the local heroes and like how they found each other and blah 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 and yeah it's it's, it's lovely it's lovely they have stuff kind of like a yeah. space justice league yeah right it's just us just us it's just us dun dum bum dum bum um but yeah and and I thought like that was a great way to wrap up this show very it's much awesome yeah. I, lo- I I was I was like super happy with what this show was like mm-hmm. I was just like this is great. And then the after credits scene happens, and I was like, "Oh, like not that I disliked it, but I'm no, saying like, like just, I thought it was wrapping up. It like, was a lot. Yeah, I just thought it was like, oh, we've wrapped up the We're show. Done. They gave up the, the the rings, like they gave up the power stones, and life's gone back to normal. And you know, I was like, I I loved it. I was like, what a great fun little ten episode show. Yep. 
And then, (laughs) and then the after credits happens, and it's like, oh, we get more, and I'm super stoked about it. Um, So the queen comes back. uh, The queen uh, who can do the teleportation teleportation one. Uh, She comes back and like lets them know that like uh, Rhodius is like out there destroying more, and the other survivors are gone. Like they didn't survive. I forget. Did she take? Did she have the other stones? She did. She had the other stones. She gave them all back. She she gave them all back to them uh, and said, "We need your help." Uh, And she had all the stones, uh, and that's when she revealed like the rest aren't alive anymore. So uh, you got to find the rest of the stones. You got to find the rest of all thirteen stones. Fun fact, there are 13 characters in that diner. <laughs> like, didn't know if you noticed that. Um, and uh, and then she teleports the entirety of uh, Moe's Oasis uh, and the gas station next to it, along with the hut that the other alien is in. Yeah. If you remember. Yep. Like, that's there as well. I, I had to look back and see if, like, <laughs> is he out? Okay, he is. Because if they just left him on Earth, that's sad. <laughs> like, but he'll be there and they'll finish off his whole storyline. Yeah. Um, the the drive, the delivery person who was delivering the stones who, like, Which, crash landed. Okay, so, so they, they turned this into one of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite kind of tropes yeah. is the space cafe. Right. Yes. Like yeah. I love, I love yeah. that, and because uh, I didn't, I didn't know about those tropes until I started exploring like space taxi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is DC's whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea of a space di- a diner because right. yeah, you could get any manner of character there. Yeah. Exactly. And they it's... could either be. Good or bad, right? it, it still plays into the Western theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very much that Western theme of you know, space westerns type of deal, but just a modern twist on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was gonna be a there was gonna be a, a Disney movie that was like that. Uh, they got canned. I'll, oh. I'll 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 look it up when we're done here. But uh, I need to like explore those things that never became a thing at some point. You should. I think that'd be a good episode. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a cancel. I think it was called like Cosmic Diner or something like that. Ooh, it was, it was cool. a diner on Earth that was specifically catered for like aliens to come by and stuff. <laughs> and and like the kid, like uh, he, he he inherited from his dad and stuff. And like he had to like deal with it. It's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, so they're, they're in a, on a giant a- asteroid in a in a force field that's like in space. Yep. <laughs> like and now they're all gonna be there. And uh, I and I. I I don't know if they'll do it, but I think it would be funny. Uh, I have no idea if they'll do it or not, but I think they foreshadowed some of the powers. Oh. So in the diner episode, uh, which is currently on right now, uh, is when they reveal the powers to to uh, to Mo or to Flo. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, like uh, it's like, yeah, there's five rings, and she's like looking around, and she's like, who else has powers? Like. What about you? You 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 crawl on walls. You got super strength, and he's just like, yes, but it's just for working out. You know, it's like, <laughs> healthy. It's like so I'm betting I'm betting the cook for, or it's Fry and um, Fry's the guy that's on you know the, the little little teenage guy. He's hilarious. I love that guy. Yeah. I want more of Fry actually because he's just like um I guess so. It's I like, guess so. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, it's like Fry, you climb on walls. So I bet he'll he'll have he'll have like adhesion powers or something <laughs> like and then uh the, the the big dude will have super strength like i feel like they they foreshadowed what that was that'd be uh, cool in that episode but you know we're gonna get all 13 of them have powers so that's pretty cool even chuck will get a power <laughs> like maybe even chuck will get maybe one, it'll so. give him legs maybe it'll give him legs yeah that was a good bit he got stuck in the trailer and then he got half of his 
He got half of his legs cut off in a portal afterwards, and he just goes, "Oh, we don't have anything important below the below the legs, <laughs> below the waist. We have no important organs below the waist." <laughs> it's like, which is kind of true of us because we can like we yeah, can have you our can, you we can, can have our legs severed, but you can function just fine. Yeah, without like, that. but I feel like if you're just if we're just cut directly in half, it wouldn't work no. out too well. No, nope. with him, it's just like like no. No spinal, no damage, no trauma. Just he's not. basically a worm. Yeah, he's basically a worm. Yeah, it's a sea life, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that like gross sea life. Oh man, good time. What is what is Rosic Lobster Boy? Lobster Boy. Lobster Boy. Just good comedy throughout the whole thing. Great little visual gags, little jokes. Uh, I love the uh, the bits where uh, he where Tuna gets Rosa and stuck Chuck, and they're the only ones that can save the rest of them. Yeah. So like they get in Rosa's uh, power wheel. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, like, and they're just powering through, and it's just like, this thing go any faster? Nope, nope. <laughs> just like, and then, and then when they get Joe, they're back in it. They're, they're like back in it, and like they're both like Joe's sitting in the wagon. She, goes, ah, and she gets up and just starts carrying everybody <laughs> faster. That's like, good. Just gets up and starts carrying everyone. Ah, it's good stuff. You gotta take the lead somehow. Gotta take the lead, man. Love Joe. Joe's my favorite character. But yeah, it's a great show. Absolutely, it's fantastic. It's a good show, and it it, definitely check it out. And if you've listened to this full spoiler cast, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's a great show. And check out the second season, which is coming, I think, this year. Oh, that'll be good. I think it's already produced, so it's uh, it's just waiting to get released, uh, which is great. Um, but uh, I, I like the idea of taking it to a different place, mm-hmm. a, a different area. Now we get to have different, you know, it's a different reason for for new aliens to show up. It really opens up the world. It'll be a diner, and I bet it'll be a very successful one too, because that's what that's what Flo's always wanted. She's always yep. wanted to get more customers to the diner. That's like her whole like shtick. It's so very, now it's very a genie wish. Yes. So now you're gonna get idea. more customers, but right. they're gonna be aliens. They're gonna be aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like which. I'm sure she won't mind. <laughs> like, nope. Well, we might get a whole episode about that because now we can explore all thirteen of these characters because you're going to have to if they're all going to get a mm-hmm. if they're all going to get a, a a ring. You know, you gotta gotta explore them some more. So there we go. <laughs> and that's I think that's it. We're gonna, we're done. I think we've we're talked done. about it. We've talked about the show. More people should definitely check it out. Check out the show. Tell us what you like about it. Come on in and, and tell us what you enjoyed. Um, uh, it, great animation style uh, mm-hmm. has that old comic booky feel to it. That old Hanna Barbera look. It's a good time. So, Always remember, yep. freaking out, breathing out, freaking out, breathing out, freaking out, breathing out. Uh, but that's gonna do it, Jay. Thanks for being on. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it as always. This has been the animation just animation destination podcast. You can check out the animation destination podcast. Uh, destinationcomics.com slash dnn animationdestination.com and on facebook at animation destination we'll be back next week stay tuned